Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks podcast, the podcast that celebrates the people and places that make the Outer Banks special. This is episode 32, and this is kind of an odd episode in the sense that it doesn't relate exactly to the Outer Banks, but I just wanted to share uh, something that happened to me a couple weeks ago. My wife and I went to go see the Bruce Springsteen concert in Greensboro, North Carolina, and let me tell you, it was amazing. If you're not a Springsteen fan, I totally get it. No hard feelings, but you probably have uh, some kind of musician or performer that you really enjoy, and I hope they bring you as much joy as this person did. Um, and if, you, if you've if you been following me for a while, you know that uh, Bruce Springsteen was one of my customers back in, I think, 97. Uh, I wrote a little blog post about that experience uh, Kind of funny, kind of entertaining. And if I could just share with you, if if you could imagine the person that you, uh, the performer that you follow the most or admire the most or whatever, now imagine that person just randomly walking into your place of business. That's what I experienced back in 97. Um, and meeting him face to face was just amazing. And I thought I was going to bust. Well, I we went to the concert in, on uh, March 25th and I think I almost busted again. It it was amazing. And I got to tell you, first of all, that I am not a big concert goer at all. Uh, I haven't been to a concert in decades. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I was probably probably in my 20s when I went to a concert last time. And honestly, I, I they were kind of a letdown. You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan. It was more of a Hey, let's go to a concert. Okay, I'll go. It seemed like a fun thing to do, but it was it was just uninspiring. So I was not, you know, I, I just don't go to concerts much. And second of all, I don't like being packed in a crowd and I don't like huge venues. You know, I, I will go once in a while, but to know that, uh, to go to a venue and know that you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with some strangers for a couple of hours is not my cup of tea. So that was a big thing. So as you can imagine, I I had to be really motivated to go to this concert, and I was. I I had seen that he was uh, starting a new tour. Uh, I think he started back in February. I think he was down in Florida or something like that. And it got me thinking. And you know, and I started seeing some good feedback from um, the tour concert tour, and I I started seeing some clips on Twitter and stuff like that. And it was it was very good. So I started doing a little research and I, you know, I thought to myself, you know, this guy's in his seventies as well as some of his key bandmates. They're, they're not getting any younger. And all I've ever heard was that Bruce Springsteen puts on the best shows, long shows, intense shows. And I kind of wanted to experience that, especially since he is my favorite performer. Um, the, the, the person I probably listened to the most and I had to I had to check it out, so I did a little research, and I wanted to see where he was at and where he was going to be, and I was half expecting to be just blocked. You know, I thought he'd be on the West Coast when I had some spare time, or the schedule just wouldn't jibe. I was a little shocked to find out that he was going to be in Greensboro on a Saturday in March when I actually didn't have anything scheduled or planned. And my wife is a, a bit of a fan as well. She definitely likes him as well. She doesn't know the words to all the songs like I do. Not every song, but I, I know a lot of songs and a lot of words. 
and she she's not quite there yet, but she definitely wanted to see Bruce Springsteen in concert. She brought it up a couple years ago, and so surprisingly, he was not going to be performing in the Virginia Beach area, but you know, no big deal. Uh, Greensboro, five hours away. We could on a Saturday, we could handle it, and you know, we our kids are almost at a uh, high. Uh, our kids are almost all out of the house now, so. You know, we're just trying to enjoy life a little bit more, and we decided to grab some tickets and go. So we, we line it up, and we get out there, and we're, we're pulling up to the arena in Greensboro, and the first thing Bonnie says is, man, these people look old going into the arena. <laughs> well, you know, I guess if you're a performer that's 70 years old, you're probably going to have a pretty old fan base. And as it turns out, that was probably a good thing for me because I didn't want to get too crazy. And, you know, these these people weren't going to get that crazy. And the concert started relatively early. I think it started at, what, 7.30 or something like that. And that wasn't too bad. So anyway, we got out there early, uh, found a great place to sit. Uh, the usher definitely hooked us up and, and helped us find a, a nice little bar we could sit in in the lower lower bowl of the arena coliseum there and i tell you right from the get-go he came out and just performed like crazy the energy that he came out with right off the bat was just amazing and there's almost no hesitation between songs it's one song after the next after the next after the next and i had heard a song his concerts are long and i was just i was just amazed at you know just the intensity with which he just kept performing especially you know in his 70s brings so much energy uh, it, it was just fabulous, and the the what do they call it? The play set or the song set, whatever you want to call it, you know, was excellent. Um, it, it it pretty much spanned a lot of his albums and eras, but it didn't go in chronological order. You know, it just went from one song to the next, and you know, he he kept that intensity up for a long time, and then he kind of brought it down a little bit, and you know, just kind of reset the energy a little bit just just to kind of take a, a little rest and uh you know there's one or two songs that I thought um you know were just okay he did the Commodore's Night Shift and I I'd heard him do this on TV a little bit so it was definitely a song that I think meant a lot to him and I think he was using it um to kind of honor some of the friends that he had lost over the years recently so you know that, that that's fine um and I will say, you know, if, if I'm being really particular, I felt like Thunder Road was just a little lackluster. But other than that, the energy was amazing. And towards the end there, he kind of had like a grand finale where he just started knocking out some cla some of his classic songs, one after the other, and walking through the crowd. Uh, he was tossing harmonicas to people, you know, and it just it was just a great, great experience. You know, uh, I, I follow a few accounts on Twitter that talk about, that, that show some clips. And it's fun. It's actually fun kind of reliving some of uh, parts of the concert through these uh, Twitter clips. Uh, so that's that's definitely a treat. And I know people are talking about it being a spiritual experience. And I, I would almost agree with that. I had a smile on my face, I think, for the entire night because <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was there and experiencing it and just listening to the energy. Uh, he, he gets the crowd into it. The crowd knows all the words and they start singing along, especially, you know, in the uh, 
refrains and stuff like that. Um, he, he, he charges them up and he's, he's a little bit of a ham and he, and he, he honors his bandmates and stuff. It, it was just an amazing concert. I, I couldn't get enough of it. And towards the end, right at the very end there, he, I forget what song, the, the last song the band played, but they finish, he kind of introduces them, they take a bow and he, he, he congratulates them, high fives them as they're walking off the stage one at a time and and they leave and just leaving him all by himself and he sings one last uh final solo um you know just um uh, just to kind of say goodbye and honor the people that were there and I, I thought that was very classy the guy is a performer he just knows how to work the crowd he knows how to entertain he has fun out there i think the band has fun out there and and you just can't help but you know, get caught up in the enjoyment and the fun. And that and that's what made it just so impressive. And that, you know, he just did that one final solo by himself and, and walks off. And that was I think that concert was two hours forty five minutes, which was incredible that he could maintain that energy and he just keeps doing it. And and this tour I, I was looking on the website and checking out the, the next tour sites and stuff. It's almost a year. I mean, he's he's going to be at it for I forget ten or eleven months. Yeah, they take some little breaks here and there, but pretty amazing that they just gonna they they just they're just gonna keep bringing it for ten or eleven months. And I couldn't help but look to see where else he's going, and not surprised that New Jersey and New York are the beneficiaries of a lot of his visits, uh, rightfully so. You know that that's where he started. That's that's where his fan base is. By all means, you know, go knock it out. Um, but I couldn't help but see that he has some late summer uh, stops in D.C. and Baltimore. D.C. is where I grew up. I'm, I'm a big fan of Baltimore. And one's at Camden Yards in Baltimore, I think early, early September. And I tell you what, I, I didn't think I'd be the kind of guy that would want to go to multiple concerts, especially the same guy, especially the same tour, Especially, you know, he's doing this the same show more or less every night with small alterations, but uh, it's 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 definitely kind of a high. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind checking him out again in late summer up in Baltimore outside at Baltimore uh, Camden Yards. That would be that sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Um, Baltimore is a cool city, and you know, to to pregame there and postgame right there would be. Very cool in my mind. So I'm um, I'm keeping that open. Although if if I'm if I'm going to do it, I might need to pull the trigger here pretty soon and get those tickets because I think they're going fast. But that could be that could be a keeper right there. I I can't wait for the next one. I I, I hope he never stops. But if he does, I get it. He's in his seventies. You know he probably earned it. Um, but man, I'm so glad that I was able to to, to chalk that one up. And, and Bonnie was, was happy that she went too. And, you know, we kept, you know, talking, even on the drive home the next day, we just kept talking about, you know, and remember this and when would they, when they did that? And this was cool. And that was cool. Da, da. You know, we just kept reliving it, um, for, for quite some time. And, and, and I, I was literally on a high for two or three days after that. I just couldn't believe I'd been there and, and experienced it. And I'd never, I'd been to some concerts before a long time ago and nothing ever made me feel like that. So that was definitely a cool, cool experience. So I, I highly recommend it. And I know this was not about uh, the Outer Banks, but 
This episode may be a perfect prelude to our next episode next week where I interview Rebecca Prince Myers of Music Fest. She is organizing concerts for the summer at Roanoke Island Festival Park. She's done it a couple years already. And I think you're going to find our talk really interesting. She'll tell you everything you need to know about music on the Outer Banks, especially the concerts that are coming up this summer. She's a wealth of information and a ball of energy. I, I definitely think you'll enjoy listening to her next week. So check that out. And until next time, make it a good one.